I think we should set a ground rule, have a safe word. That way, if we get into a topic we don't want to talk about, we can just eject. And that way we don't like sit here, make Max suffer through another Will Smith segment. <laughs> what? So we have like a nice, what, what should our safe word be? I didn't suffer. <laughs> Just cause it can be Max's suffering. Dolphin. Dolphin's always a funny word. Why is that funny? Dolphins are smart creatures. Agatha's funny. Sometimes I get wrapped up in the drama of you guys talking. So like, if somebody says, "Hey, you've been watching that Johnny Depp trial," somebody can just go Agatha, and then we don't have to talk. (laughs) Okay. We only get one per show. Deal. (laughs) One per person per show, though. Yeah, everybody gets one. All right, that's fair. So how about that Johnny Depp trial? Agatha, I don't want to do it. Uh, I don't want to do it. You're just making me wasted early, so you can uh-huh. talk about Elon Musk later, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Strategy, strategy. I will say though, I had a dog mm. once that anger shit the bed, like made <laughs> eye contact with me, and just pooped right in my bed. Wait, what's it after? Is that with the Johnny Depp thing? Yeah, you didn't hear about that part? No. You're dragging me back in, and I wasted it. This doesn't count. I get my Agatha back. <laughs> uh, that's fine. You can use it on <laughs> if Elon. I have to describe this. But allegedly after a party, Johnny Depp even testified that either Amber Heard or one of her friends shit in his bed. <laughs> like a revenge anger shit that he oh, woke damn. up with the next morning. I mean, they both kind of seem like they're pretty toxic. Yeah. I don't know if it's like one or the other. Because like there was a recording of her just like emotionally manipulating him and like putting him down was like pretty rough. They both seem like bad people. This is why I want. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. I mean, nobody. What part kn- of that really made you I that uncomfortable? I just don't want to speculate on this. Like, even the fact that they, like, angled to put it on TV just feels like they're performing. Right. <laughs> it's gross. The whole thing. Yeah. Isn't it? And they're both, they both know how to fucking act. Imagine yeah. if this was just, like, another couple having these issues. Yeah. Right? Nobody and we were just taking shit. this level of interest in it. No. Dude, the funniest shit I did see today, though, was uh, allegedly Amber Heard is, like, mirroring Johnny Depp's outfits for the trial. <laughs> like, whatever he wears. The one day she wore, like, the exact same suit, color, vest, and tie, and had the same glasses on as him. That's the meanest thing you can do to, to Johnny get in Depp. his head? Yeah, just to, like, fuck wow. with him. It was, like, mirroring his body language, copying his wardrobe, <laughs> like, just to kind of fuck with him. I'm like, God damn, that's really messed up. All right, hard pivot. Who do you think's better? Johnny Depp at playing guitar in his Hollywood Vampires band or Jack White at acting? I haven't seen Jack White act. I've seen Jack Black act. I haven't heard. He's pretty good. I haven't heard Johnny Depp play guitar. I have to imagine Jack White's a better actor than Johnny Depp as a guitarist. Jack White act? He was Elvis in that Walk Hard movie. With uh, no. what's his name? John C. Yeah. Riley. John C. Was he really? Yeah. He's it's pretty been good a while since I watched that. <laughs> have you heard Johnny Depp play guitar? No, but I can't imagine it's good. You like, think it's better than Ryan Gosling's band? They have a song. They got a song I like. They're not bad, actually. <laughs> what does Ryan Gosling play? I mean, I know he learned to play piano for that movie, but... What's it called? What does he Something play in his bones. bones? Dead Man's Bones? He plays the bones? <laughs> he plays the Dead Man's Bones? <laughs> They've got a song on there that's pretty good. <laughs> they need to do like an actor supergroup. Johnny Depp, Jared Leto. Keanu. <laughs> yeah, Keanu plays bass. Bruce Willis cool. had a blues band for a while. So did uh, Steven Seagal. Oh, I can see Steven <laughs> having a fucking blues band, dude. Gosling did vocals, piano, bass, and guitar and keyboards. Wow. For Dead Man's Bones. Huh. It was like pretty decent. It was like indie. Was this like before he was acting? Or? It was about the same time. Yeah. Like 2007, I think, was their record. Okay. Interesting. Do you see he's going to play Ken in the Barbie movie? That's perfect. <laughs> That's so perfect. a Barbie movie? Yeah. Which oh, is man. Disappointing for a number of reasons, but Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are making it. How did they throw that much money to get these people to make this movie? I'm sorry, who is that? Uh, Noah Baumbach did The Meyerowitz Story and, was that, Marriage Story? 
Oh, okay. With, uh, yeah. They make really good movies. Mm. Why are they making a Barbie movie? It could, <clears throat> could be a satire. <laughs> I don't know if Mattel's going to put their name on a satire. You don't think so? We're like... They need Barbie sales, A lesson man. on, like, superficiality. Didn't Barbie, like, fall behind Bratz dolls? Like, they need to reestablish their brand. They can't be, like, <laughs> making fun of themselves. This isn't going to be, like, 21 Jump Street. Margot mm. Robbie's Barbie. She's really good, too. That's she is, but it seems like a waste to have her play Barbie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. It is weird how many toy movies there are when you think about it. We've got, like, what, three Lego movies, Battleship. G.I. <laughs> Joe. Clue wasn't bad. That's probably, like, the best one, right? I haven't seen that. Tim Curry. What about Jumanji? Well, that was a movie before it was a game. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. There's a movie about a game, but the game didn't exist until the movie came out. For real? Yeah. I didn't know that. But it wasn't made with the intent to no, like... it wasn't like we're going to sell these games as soon as we drop this movie. Right. Not like that fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger Oh, Jingle movie. All the Way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that just kind of designed to sell <laughs> yeah. that toy? Same thing with the... Was oh, it? was it really? Yeah. I think so. Same thing with Small Soldiers. The, yeah. The little, it was like gremlins with it with toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Just skipping right to merchandising. Yeah. yeah. What do you think's weirder though? Movies made after toys or movies made after like theme park rides? You're back on the theme parks again, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that one's bad too. I don't know. Like the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion has potential. Like Hot Wheels, what is the story there? J.J. Abrams is making a Hot Wheels movie. Why is J.J. Abrams doing that? I don't know. How much money do they fucking throw at him? <laughs> I don't know. We're going <clears> to <throat> get a big wave of toy movies. That's Just, silly. Getting into a really what? sweaty, desperate period for Hollywood. I thought yeah. we were already there. It's oh. With all the remakes of like and 80s worse. movies and superhero movies that are coming out. Can't they chill? Like <laughs> they, they gotta make something. We're making more content than ever though, right? Well, and with like all this shit coming out about Netflix, it kind of seems like maybe the problem is there's too much content. Like there's not enough demand for all the stuff mm-hmm. right. that's out there right now. With them losing subscribers. Yeah. yeah. It's like the first time in their history. They were down yeah. like 200,000 subscribers. Right. But we're yeah. seeing that they were like way overvalued by Wall Street. Yeah, and Doc plummeted. And then, I mean, that's just one company. There's so many others. And I mean, part of that is because there are others right now that they're competing with. But it just seems like even if I just had like one service, I probably couldn't get through all the stuff that they're churning out. Yeah. No. Right. Well, that's the word a lot of people use is like the churn rate. Like how quickly do you go through a show? And like, that's the curse of being the oldest one. We were all there for House of Cards. We were yeah. all there yeah. for like, they're all done. They're winding up. Whereas yeah. Apple's like just getting started with Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. Severance, like they're starting to hit the ground running there's right. more and more competition whereas like netflix is like barely <laughs> hanging on to stranger things for what two more years and then bridgerton like what else yeah. do they have mm-hmm. i'm stoked for ozark though i haven't even got into that one at all it's good it doesn't feel like baby breaking bad at first a little bit but they're so different i mean jason bateman doesn't like break bad yeah he stays himself the whole time he's just trying to like figure out a way to like not get his family killed his family's like a little more in harm's way from the beginning whereas like walter kind of just like eases into it well they're a lot more involved too right yeah son's like the most evil person in the show from what i remember right <laughs> a little kid uh kind of i don't know he just <laughs> starts doing some stupid shit yeah <laughs> no sure. i just i remember i was kind of su- surprised with where they took that character while i was watching it it took like two seasons for him to start like killing people or something. Killing people? <laughs> I don't think it? he did that. Are you I, thinking of weeds? He started uh, laundering. Am I thinking of weeds? <laughs> That's the That's other all. show I think of when I think of Baby Breaking Bad. Yeah. Huh. This one, yeah. he he starts laundering money on <laughs> his own computer. <laughs> I don't think he killed anybody because of it. Did he like shoot someone with a rifle? 
And he's Maybe like, he did to protect his family. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's like two different shows for sure. <laughs> Weeds is probably the latest I've gotten to a series and just bailed. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I probably went like five, six seasons and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I think I did that with Dexter. I was going to say that was Dexter for me. I've heard that's notoriously bad at the end. I didn't get to the end. I just, (laughs) I remember realizing at a certain point, like, wait a minute, that season was just like the last season. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think I watched another one. I was like, yeah, I did it again. And then (laughs) I was done after that. That's usually how it works for me. If I can see your formula twice, you know, fool me once, fool me can't fool again. Yep. (laughs) Do you give it like... How much benefit of the doubt do you offer something? Like, do you get a season to work your shit out? Or is it like a few episodes and I'm I'm over it if it gets that bad? I think it depends how long I've been with something. Like, yeah. I mean, there was Game of Thrones where like it was clearly getting worse for a while, yeah. in my opinion. And I still watched to the end of that show. Yeah. And I think it could have gotten a lot worse and I still would have watched it to the end of that show. <laughs> yeah, right. But then there's other stuff like, I don't know. I think there's only two more episodes of Moon Knight to come out. (laughs) And man, I've really turned on that show fast. You turned on it? Yeah. Yeah. Why? You still haven't finished a Marvel show, right? Well, I've finished all of them. I haven't haven't finished one and been like, that was was a perfect, you know, I never really feel like they stick the landing. Some of them, they stick less than that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And this is one where there were a lot of people... I don't know. There's always this like consensus on like film Twitter that I just end up still getting. I'm not even on Twitter, but I I know what the consensus is from like the podcasts I listen to and like the articles I read and the general vibe of how people are talking about like a movie or TV show or whatever. Right. And that like honestly really frustrates me. I'm trying <laughs> to just like tune that shit out because I don't like it. I don't yeah. like this hive mind thing. Everyone was saying the first episode is good and it goes downhill from there i was just trying to tune that out but it, it, uh, it's true yeah. it's true it, it goes downhill after the first episode pretty hard i'm on like four episodes or something and i was super bored i stopped the last <laughs> one like twice before getting all the way through it and like the latter half of that episode actually changes things up a bit and yeah. gets more interesting but i still don't think it's enough for me to even care to watch the next two episodes dang that sucks what's the earliest you've bailed on a show i don't even know i'll have to think about that yeah you guys for me there's like a specific instance i (laughs) i remember thinking like you know i grew up with full house i'll watch the new show we'll check it out oh fuller yeah so i don't think i made it to the opening credits of fuller house before we were like no this is not it it the opening credits (laughs) they're just like was there a cold open before the credits yeah there's a cold open where they are (laughs) just cramming so much nostalgia down your throat like force feeding you Mm -hmm. like i had john stamos's elbow at my teeth just punching nostalgia (laughs) down my throat into my soul i just (laughs) i couldn't take it damn yeah i heard it was bad i think i bailed on jessica jones pretty fast for some reason yeah you were in on the early marvel stuff that's supposed to be one of the better right it's supposed to be jessica jones and daredevil i love daredevil I like both of those. I would say every season of those Netflix Marvel shows was like three or four episodes too long, even the good ones. That last Daredevil season for sure, where they tried to get like Elektra in there. Yeah. Well, they launched like two or three spinoffs with that, didn't they? Like Punisher and... (laughs) Yeah. Punisher, the whole, that season, they had the first half with Punisher and if that would have been its own season, it would have been fucking great. 
Yeah. And then they tried to get Electra in here. It was like, it just felt like two different stories. You know, like all of a sudden, like him and Punisher were like, all right, man, we'll go our separate ways. And that should have been how the season ended. You guys ever rewatch dramas? Like, mm. I know, I don't know if it's just because of like the habit of like sitcoms mm-hmm. always being on reruns and like yeah. just seeing like Seinfeld and Simpsons and shit. But like, I don't, as much as I love Breaking Bad, like I've heard a lot of people say, oh, don't go back and rewatch it because it doesn't hold up. Like, I just don't have any desire to. I've so, tried. Yeah. And yeah. It's just, it's not the same. Yeah. Think- sometimes if I really like a show, I'll try to go back and watch it, but it usually doesn't work. There are s- shows that I've watched multiple times, but they're always comedy shows like yeah. the Venture Brothers. Yeah. I've watched multiple times. Metalocalypse back in the day. I'm yeah. sure I watched more <laughs> than once. More recently, I think you should leave. I've watched more than once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but those are that's those are special cases. Well, I think I don't understand why it's just like a comedy thing. But I just realized that the other day when somebody was talking about Breaking Bad, I was like, yeah, I haven't seen an episode since 2012, so there's a yeah. chance it hasn't aged well. But I want to believe it's still perfect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, I think you can find things funnier more than once. But like in a drama, it's all about like what's going to happen next, and once that's ruined, right? It's hard to find it interesting more than once. But I can find The Office funny. Like, yeah, and I think you should leave funny fucking 15 20 times it's also easier to forget like you're not going to remember every joke in the office yep and, yeah so. well and there's layers of jokes like there's so many yeah. things like because i've mm-hmm. rewatched parks and rec a lot and there are so mm-hmm. many ongoing jokes that i didn't catch the yeah, first time for sure yeah community is uh one that rewards rewatching because it's yeah. so dense you know i watched the uncharted movie you guys want a, a spoiler for the best scene in the movie? <laughs> yeah. So they're like trying to get this key to unlock this big, you know, puzzle thing. And they're in Spain and like they're going to this big historical site and Mark Wahlberg's trying to link up with them. And he's literally in a Papa John's. Like it's the most blatant like product placement. And they like even like say it like he's on the phone. He's like, have you found the clue yet? He's like, I don't know. I'm in a Papa John's. Oh. And it's just so, <laughs> it's, it's so bad. Like, there's no way there's Papa John's in Spain, is there? Uh, he probably is. You think so? Yeah. I mean, like McDonald's, Wait, I, I can trust is everywhere. It just hasn't taken me out of a movie that hard in a while. Oh, I, yeah. There's the IHOP thing in Superman, Walmart, and Ghostbusters. That's, yeah, this is probably the worst. That's bad. Did you guys see the uh, lineup announcement for Middle Waves? Yeah, who's the, uh, Young the Giant, right? Young the Giant and Big Boy. I don't know who Big Boy is. Seriously? I don't know who Young the Giant is. You would know Young the Giant if you heard their songs. I did. I looked it up to try and know who it was. No way. I didn't know who it was. How long have they been around? They just like indie rock dudes, right? I didn't. Yeah, like I think they started getting big like when indie started really getting big, like right when I graduated high school, like in eleven. So yeah, like when Neon Trees and those guys, (laughs) ten. Just feels like Fort Wayne's always like ten to fifteen years behind on booking stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Who's the other? Well, that's all they can do. The Three Rivers combo is Quiet Riot and CeeLo Green. I, I think. I'd take that tag team. Holy shit, that is so strange. <laughs> Have you been to any of the middle? Or yeah, we went to MGMT. Yeah. Have you been to any of the middle waves? Max? I had fun. Uh, no, no. I got to see Diarrhea Planet too, which I was really stoked on. Yeah. Didn't you say there's like nobody there for that? It's like me and nine people. He like, <laughs> yeah, he gave me his guitar at one point for something. <laughs> Um, it's a bad sign. Is that, <laughs> no offense to you. No. Did you play a song with them? <laughs> I don't remember what happened. For some reason, I had his guitar, and but I asked him if they're gonna play Separations. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, we have to. It's your only popular song, or something like that." <laughs> and uh, that's a closer, dude. Don't spoil it. They played it like they pointed to We're me. Play it twice. Like this guy knows this one, <laughs> and I sang along, and it was awesome. It was cool. <laughs> then yeah, I think we left, drank at my place, then went back for MGMT. 
It's yeah. a bummer though because like everyone was just at the free stages. I don't and know why they do free stages. That it, it's, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me. It kind of sucks for the artists that like get paid the bigger money and be on the main stage and like nobody was there throughout the day right. until like two hours before MGMT was supposed to go on. Right. Yeah. Got packed. Well, I mean that's the whole concept of a festival. You get everybody into this place at once. Get them all the bands. If they have options to leave, they yeah. <laughs> Yep. They don't have to be there until the big band. They won't have to stay. Mm-hmm. But they always just super like front load their lineup anyways. It doesn't feel like they have anyone else besides their headliner. No, they don't, dude. Poured all their money into MGMT and Diarrhea Planet. The first year it was just basically a Flaming Lips concert. I wouldn't <laughs> say they poured the money in Diarrhea Planet because shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nine people. I don't think they poured the money in for that. They lucked out with Lizzo though, huh? She was the headliner after that. <laughs> Like the year before, before she, she got up, up big, yeah. big, yeah. That is super wild. Dude, honestly, I thought that... $105, uh, two-day general admission. I thought Pine Stock was pretty cool festival when they had that. That was fun, yeah. It was super fun. Still don't know if I'm ready to go to festivals. Like, I see all these lineups come out, and I'm like, I don't know that I want to risk being around that many people to see Machine Gun Kelly and Metallica. <laughs> yeah. I've never yeah. been big on festivals yeah. to begin with. I, it depends on the festival and who I'm with. I thought it was weird. Did you guys see Danny Elfman headlined Coachella? No. He, he did like a set, yeah, where he opened up with like the Simpsons theme song and the Batman <laughs> song. That's actually pretty sick. Yeah, like, that's fucking cool. Would you that go see like a composer do a concert yes. like that? I would much, 100%. I think I would prefer that. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather be indoor though. Yeah. Yeah, dude. With good acoustics <laughs> or something like that at the embassy or whatever. Yeah. You know? I think he sang a couple Nightmare Before Christmas songs. Like, it looked pretty sick. I'd That's go see the John cool. Carpenter set. That'd be tight. That would be very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd go see Hans Zimmer play. For oh, sure. yeah. And he's done a John couple Williams. before. Yeah. I went to go play Top Golf in Indy like a month ago. And we were like, holy fuck, it's not busy at all. Like, this is crazy. It was because Elton John was playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> down there at the Ruoff Music Center. My parents went to that. I would have, dude. My parents were at that concert. <laughs> it was, they were trying to see him for like three years. He kept canceling. Yeah. Because he was like sick. And then COVID happened. Rescheduled like three times. And then they finally saw him. Do you think he plays any of the Lion King stuff? <laughs> no. Really? No? So you, uh, so you think he would? I would think you got to sneak. Can you feel the love tonight? That's what in I'm there. saying. Like, Especially because it's like his yeah. farewell tour, right? Like oh, that's a big hit. Like I don't know. Kuna Matata. I don't think he's gonna play a Kuna yeah, Matata. No. <laughs> See, I was thinking of stuff like that. And I can you feel the I, love tonight though, for sure. Yeah. He has so much stuff though. That's a he big doesn't one. need to play like he doesn't need to anything. I gotta be honest. <laughs> he just stands there. <laughs> no, I mean there's there's not really one thing in particular he needs to play. He just has so much good stuff. I mean, you gotta no. play Rocket Man. There's there a few the, Tiny yeah. Dancer. No, that's from the movie. Saturday. But I don't think Phil Collins is playing the Tarzan song if you go see him. <laughs> but wouldn't you put the Lion King up here a little more than the Tarzan? Well, yeah, things? for sure. All right. But I put, I don't know, I might put seeing Phil Collins up above Elton John. To okay, be but I for bet me. Phil Collins. Yeah. Really? Phil Collins. He probably ass. would play the Tarzan theme song. No, he, he would. He might, but he, that fucking song's better than the movie. I don't care. <laughs> Wait, which one? The Tarzan song. Which one? The Come Stop You're Crying, It'll Be All Right. I got to be honest. I'm not that deep into the Tarzan soundtrack. I'm just talking about the... We had to sing it in choir. The uh, You'll Be In My Arms. Isn't that the big yep, one? Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm talking that's about. That's the big one. Yeah, it is a good one for sure. I was really bummed. I thought The Fest in Gainesville was going to go all out for their 20th anniversary. Did you see their lineup? D4's there, right? No. What the exactly? Fuck? It's not a it's not a fest if Dillinger Four is no there. kidding or against me. Their mm, fucking yeah. headliners are Hot Water Music, Bouncing Souls, Hot Suicide water, Machines, Anti Flag, Iron Sheik, you can't, and the Ergs. You can't have a headliner be a band that was able to play the brass rail. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, suicide machines. Like none uh, of these guys have put out new records in like 15 years. Against mm. me and D4 has to be there. Yeah. One of the two. Uh, definitely D4. But against me is from Gainesville. I thought that sounded pretty good. I just feel like if you're going the Anti-flag. nostalgia route, you got to like come a little harder than that. Like that when we were young yeah. fest is going to eat your lunch the weekend before. Yeah. Oh, is it the weekend before? Yeah. Yeah. But that's in well Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of those are really places that I want to be. But I'm also surprised <laughs> that they don't have any current bands either. Like, you like the Mezingers? No, like you don't they're... have Menzingers. You don't have Pup, Joyce Manor, Rosenstock. You don't have any of those dudes. If you've been to a fest, you've likely seen Hot Water Music and Bouncing Souls before. Yeah. <laughs> but you could say the same thing about Against Me and Dillinger 4, right? Probably. You've seen them if you're finding yourself at a place like that. Dillinger 4 plays so rarely. Like, mm-hmm. that is the That's place the to catch them. That's the only time they play. Yeah. yeah. They play Fest and they play the Dillinger 4th of July party in Minneapolis. Like, you have to go to them to see them play. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of bands, I listened to your, uh, Prince, Daddy, and the Hyena. Yeah. Did you listen to Cosmic Thrill Seekers ever? I gave you that CD to mm-hmm. listen to because I loved it so much. When did you give it to me? It was our album of the year, 2019, when it was just the blog. I gave you the CD, I think probably like the first or second time we recorded the podcast it is so good it's <laughs> a perfect record it. is that from them it. yeah okay. it was their record they put out before this but yeah what do you think of their new one self-titled the first song was really cool when his voice actually came in it was like this like leftover crack yeah, raspy yeah. shit and i loved it but when he gets out of it i don't like it as much and like you don't like the soft stuff some of their dude i don't know. listen to cosmic thrill seekers that's all yelly <laughs> there are other shit that like after that first song like even when he goes hard a lot of the melodies for some reason in my head i just kept thinking the shins the structure of the melody itself reminded me of shins melodies with just like a different voice yeah it gave me like brian wilson beach boys vibes like especially that opening track oh the opening track yeah i think even before this record came out their first single was curly q and a lot of people were like oh so they're getting soft this sucks (laughs) i like that's gotta suck to be a band like that single came out in december and the album just came out in april just to watch people already turn on your record to know like yeah pretty much the whole record's soft so (laughs) we're gonna lose some fans i don't think it was that soft i mean he still was like using that growl i need to listen to cosmic thrill seekers though because yeah it was like that leftover crap and um none more black voice yeah for sure that i really like and cosmic thrill seekers is like a full concept album where every song like plays into the next and there's a lot of repeating melodies whereas this Mm, felt very much like a throwback it reminded me of insomniac or nimrod where it's very much hinges on the singles and there are like some kind of like throwaway tracks here and there. I got mm-hmm. you. But yeah, The Collector, that first track where he's really going at it, that yeah. one's fucking awesome. It El is. Dorado. There are a lot of songs that I really dug, but there are definitely some swings where I didn't think necessarily connected. After Yeah, the- there was stuff that didn't work. Like there's like an eight minute song on there yeah. that doesn't have a lot going for it. And that felt like a miscalculation to me. And that one like kind of even reuses one of the melodies from Cosmic Thrill Seekers, which oh, was yeah. kind of odd. So I don't know if it's like supposed to be like a prelude to that but hmm. I did feel like that was a little strange especially the length didn't necessarily need favors. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I think there's some good melodies and stuff. Some of them feel... I, I'm usually not one to like bring this up as a criticism. Did any of the melodies feel like familiar to you guys at all? Like Some of them I felt like were from things I had heard before. Yeah, there's this one song, the beginning straight up. I thought it was a Green Day cover. Yeah. Up from a song on Shenanigans. <laughs> I don't think I ever listened to that one. But, you know, sometimes you get that <laughs> just when stuff is good and catchy. And so I don't know if uh, it's fair for me to say that's what's going on. But yeah, sometimes I was like... Man, isn't this like 
already a song but overall i really enjoyed it i thought his voice like i wouldn't have known that they were like more of like a punk band or whatever before this and i was enjoying how when it was more dynamic i like the yelling and when he can just like push it into more of like a scream thing yeah but i also thought like the falsetto stuff was really nice too i thought it was cool that he kind of figures out how to have such a dynamic range i don't i don't really feel like you hear people going from falsetto to screaming and stuff unless you're like opeth right you know (laughs) um so that's pretty cool I definitely also felt like for being more of maybe like a pop punk record, it does some more stuff melodically than what you typically hear from like simpler pop punk bands. So that was nice that like the guitar kind of stretches out and does some riffs and shit like that. Yeah, they definitely riff it up. Yeah. I found myself coming back to it. Like the first time I listened to it, I was pretty let down just because of how much I liked their last record. But I think I have this thing where like it's like an earworm thing where I subconsciously get into the lyrics, whether I I know it or not and then uh-huh. the more i yeah. read them the more i get into it and uh-huh isn't that fucking weird how like somehow like there's this language that you don't understand that like makes you relate to it and then you're like oh fuck this is why I related to it yeah i very rarely like read the lyrics of a song that i really like and i'm like oh fuck this i yep. hate this it's usually mm-hmm. like oh shit this is really good yeah and like mm-hmm. i found that For a sure. lot with this and like there's cool. some really harrowing stuff about his own like battles with like mental health and like checking into a psychiatric ward mm. with that like keep the sync on for the sound song that's on the record like referencing his own time there I'm like yeah it just kind of like made me come back to it and kind of peel away more layers the more i listen to it but that's yeah cool. that's really cool definitely enjoyed it the most of the stuff that we've been listening to recently yeah. it makes me think you didn't like anything else we listened to <laughs> uh, i wouldn't say that um <laughs> well, i liked i liked cream. the push a t album yeah yeah i thought that was cool did you listen to Daytona? Kanye versus Pharrell. Yeah. Did you feel that while you were listening to it, or you think it was like seamlessly done? Wait, what do you mean? The production. I didn't realize it at first until I think I was listening in my car and I saw that that was part of the actual album title. Yeah. Uh, and this was like on my first listen, so yeah, it's kind of <laughs> I've been listening to it with that in mind. Do you guys know how to tell if it's one of Pharrell's beats? I looked it, it up on Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I knew that. Yeah. And so. I caught that too and I was yeah. I was interested in I'm always interested in that aspect of yeah. things. I wish that was and- more publicly accessible. <laughs> Oh, that information? Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, we finally gotten to the point where we mentioned producers by name and stuff. I would like to, like, actually see it on the track. Like, oh, produced by or, you know. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, it's not like it's nobody. It's fucking Pharrell and Kanye. Right. (laughs) You would think you would want that pointed out on your record. It's very weird to me, uh, as someone who comes from, like, other genres of music, that hip-hop is, like, so centered around the vocalist. I mean, I understand that that's, like, the main aspect aspect of it obviously but like for me the beat is still like 30 to 40 to like i don't know sometimes like 80 percent of it yeah of the draw depending on who it is if it's like mad lib or something when we're both so into like hardcore and metal which is like almost the inverse like we can both like bands and hate their vocalists oh yeah <laughs> you you usually do yeah. you know <laughs> 
like Metallica. Their mm-hmm. instrumentation's incredible, but I could care less what happens to James Hetfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you didn't feel like a conflict of like, oh, okay, so this is a Pharrell song. This is a Kanye song. Because my initial thought, I, I guessed some of them wrong. I was like, ooh, this sounds like a Kanye trick. And then mm-hmm. I looked it up and was like, oh no, Pharrell did that song. Yeah, I don't know. It felt pretty good to me. Like there were definitely certain aspects that I felt like I could hear each of them leaning into. Yeah. Like, it felt like Kanye was getting into some grungy bass stuff mm-hmm. on his tracks. Pharrell had some really nice choices with like drum samples and just ca- taking like an overall like softer path. There's some stuff that's very of a time for me. <laughs> yeah. And some tropes of hip hop that I was kind of hoping were <laughs> had been laid to rest. Yeah. Like the the chipmunk singing <laughs> happens a, in a couple songs. Yeah, the, that's, that's the, a Kanye oh trademark. Pitching the sample up. I think Pharrell does it on the record too. Yeah. I think and that's so I was, what got me. I was like, yeah. oh, this is Kanye. I was nope. like, both you guys are doing chipmunk singing again. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's okay. Like, it felt like that kind of album, Pusha T, kind of feels like he's trying to remind people of a certain era of hip hop as well. Yeah. Uh, that he's more of a, a staple of and... So maybe it's appropriate for the record. It was pretty enjoyable. Not my favorite recent hip hop album, but some of his hooks get a little repetitive. You know, he kind of does like just this four bar and then I'm going to do my chorus a couple times. He definitely seems to have like hit this lane and kind of just like I'm going to outlive my peers. Whether or not I have like this big moment, I'm just Uh going to be the dude that's still here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and he's still working with top people. Yeah. He's good at it. I mean, it's not like he's fucking soldier boy putting out four albums a year that nobody cares about <laughs> sure <laughs> no I, th- I thought it was good like you said it's a little of its time it kind of reminded me like the daytona album he did before this mm. he did with kanye back in 2018 i think and that was when kanye was doing his like seven track thing where every album he put out that summer was only seven songs long and i feel like if this was seven yep. songs long it would have been perfect like <laughs> mm-hmm. i think right around six or seven like right after the kanye kid cuddy song i was like okay yeah. the rest of these could probably be cut there's some bloat yeah there's some stuff that doesn't need to be there. I mean, it's content. I mean, it's all just, I'm a Coke Lord. Like, it's not like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like some significant, like, we've gotten to the point with like Killer Mike and Kendrick Lamar, like, actually bringing a little more levity to lyrical content and hip hop. It's definitely maybe a little outdated, but yeah, he is really skilled at what he does. I was a little bummed. There he didn't are always going to be people that want to hear yeah, this type of shit. The superficial brag rap. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's yeah. good at it. <laughs> yeah. But. I did miss the yuck. He did that a lot on the last record. Oh, yeah. It was like his punctuation. Kind of like uh, Rick Ross does the woof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yuck. He did that a lot. He didn't do that on this one. Instead, he did the Joker giggle, which I thought was way overdone. Yeah. Was- <laughs> yeah. He tried to like just hijack like the Walking Phoenix Arthur Fleck Joker as like his new persona. And I wasn't. I missed the yuck. That was better. Rick Ross has got the best one, right? With the huh. I guess. <laughs> what are the other ones even? Pitbull? Dale? What does Pitbull do? Dale. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah, he does that too. Yeah. What's the one you did for Pitbull? Dale. He does that. He does that too. Yeah. Snoop Dogg for Rizzle, Dizzle, Shizzle. (laughs) He does all the Izzles, Mm -hmm. right? That's all his. DMX. Yeah. He barks. Lil John yeah. barks and prays. Lil John does the yeah. What? What? DMX did what a lot too, didn't he? What? I think he did. What? Yeah, different what though. Two different what's. And I yeah. got this really distinct way of saying what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Woods is still good. I'm still on that quite a bit. That's awesome. I've probably been replaying that more than anything. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna be talking about that at the end of the year. Yeah, that one. Billy Woods. 
best rapper. You missed it last episode. You should check that one out. Again, really? from yeah. 2019. Okay. Prince Daddy and Billy Woods had the two best records of the year. And I think so far, I would say they got the two best records 2022. Dang. Okay. What Billy- do you guys think of Willem Scream? Not very good. <laughs> yeah. What is that? What the is first happen- track sounded like a day to remember. That second track was good, though. The, some of the instrumentals were like, okay, this is a Willem Scream again. Yeah. And then... Felt like they were trying some stuff here and there. But- way more pop punk and like the vocals than I remember. I don't so want wait. them to go full propagandi and go into like metal territory, but I don't mm-hmm. want them to go poppy. I don't like this. That I figure mean, eights in my head song was terrible. The That's King the is Dead done. is like that perfect mixture of them that I like. Uh, oh, ruiner. So what's your guys' history with this band? Because I pretty much across the board like everything they've done. Everything, yeah. The album before this party crasher not as much as everything else that's right you said wilhelm scream is the best concert you ever saw Damn. we saw them in <laughs> uh ohio yeah. i always forget what city it was because they all start with c's um <laughs> just yeah there were like maybe 20 people there in the back of this small bar yeah no stage wilhelm scream just being awesome well, and their being, stuff's so intricate like to be yeah. able to pull that off live is pretty impressive yeah, yeah. I've been a fan of their bassist for a long time. He was in this Canadian band called The Full Blast uh, back in the day. And like I met some of those guys over the years and stuff like that. We were always like listening to them on tour. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't hear it very well because of the way their records were mixed. But like he is just insane. I mean, if yeah. you've listened closely to Wilhelm, you know that as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was nice to hear some of that on this record. Like I feel like the bass player is showing off some of his musicianship, but... Their musicianship's yeah. always been amazing. I just didn't really like a the lot guitar of the players here though, are just like doing power chords and shit. Yeah, like, they, got not, some, they got some weird shit going on sometimes. They had a couple sometimes. riffs, but yeah, I guess I'd for them, like, I'd say it's like eighty percent power chords. Yeah, like, that is a huge issue. <laughs> this is probably their most tame record instrumentally, I would say. And it's like not even cool power chords. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like when you can't think of any. And you're just like, what are the two that you do in pop punk? I'm yeah. going to do those two a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. It really disappoints me. Hey, at least um, it was different for them. No. no. At least it was no. different doesn't count. I mean, you took, what, nine years between albums? Is that really how long it was? It took a long time oh my God. to come yeah. out with this. Yeah, you're right then. You can't just, we're trying something different if you're going to spend nine years between projects. We're yeah. trying something different by not trying at all. And where is the singer on this yeah. record? Like, he is not, he didn't show up, dude. Yeah. He didn't show up at all. And I don't know, maybe something happened. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to talk shit about this band. I love this band. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just like disappointed in this album. It doesn't sound enthusiastic on no. their end. Yeah. It doesn't sound incredibly unenthusiastic, unth- which almost bothers me even more because it's like they don't realize that it's like kind of a bad record. Yeah. What if they were so stoked after they did this? I don't know. Poor man. guys. I was going to ask. So I put you kind of on the spot last time, but it made me think of it again because Pusha T brought it up like three or four times in his lyrics. Do you think he's top five? Push a T. Yeah. You did you say he was top five last week? No, he did in his own lyrics. <laughs> I <laughs> couldn't remember if you did or no. I. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel a, like I should say because I wasn't able to make a top five. <laughs> if I yeah. made like a top three, and I think I was putting people in there that I haven't listened to a whole. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like no, I shouldn't. 
I, I'm not the person. Dude, to Kendrick's make. new record comes out Friday the 13th. That's May. Are you serious? Cool. He announced it. Yeah, I'm stoked for that, actually. Yes. I, I like his stuff. His stuff is like so different. Just like even like the production of the beats. I You might feel so that different. same way about the Billy Woods record. Really? I mean, I wouldn't say that it's like the variety as some of Kendrick's records. The thesis of that album is really good. Like what it's Fuck trying yeah. to do from hiding places. Okay. So good. So you said Pusha T tried to say he was the best rapper? No, he's top like five. top five. I think you missed that last time. I said Billy Wood's the best rapper. I, I stand by that. And you still stand by it. Oh, yeah. I'd say he's one. Kendrick's two, pending his new record. I think Kendrick called himself the best at one point, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like you can argue with that too much. No, you can't. <laughs> Maybe Kanye at one point, but that was probably eight years ago. Rapper or producer, though? Because <laughs> he could true. still be the best producer. If yeah. you count if you count the things he's done in the past, because you still have to give him credit for those things. I feel like people mm-hmm. do discount him a little bit. Like I've heard a lot of people compare him to like he's kind of like Puff Daddy to like Jay Z being like the Biggie, and I feel like he's a way better lyricist and vocalist than Puff Daddy ever was. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff where Kanye gets into like a lot grimier content, a lot more personal content than a lot oh, of rappers yeah. do. Kanye is a very good lyricist for sure. Pre Kardashian wedding. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. I liked FML. Agatha was after it. <laughs> that was perfect. Dang. Hey, yep. do we get to carry our Agathas over into the next show? We don't use them. No, you get a new set. <laughs> you built them up. I don't get a crew. How long have we been running? The only other thing I was going to ask is if you guys are into the arcade fire at all. Arcade I fire? I was. That band? Yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so, no, you're not into them. They're the still band. going. <laughs> Are all 21 of them still a thing? I think a few have quit. I think I used to listen to them. But the yeah. violinist, the harmonicist, or which one? Harmonicist. <laughs> <laughs> which one of them fucking quit? This? I don't know. Wait. It's like what a whole orchestra. A, what is a harmonicist, though? <laughs> they... Are you thinking of somebody who harmonizes? <laughs> no, I was talking with like the harmonica player. Did the whole perception change on Arcade Fire when they won Best Record? Was that it? Was yeah. it the Grammys? So here's what happened. They fucking, Arcade Fire got the last live performance slot of the night, and then everyone started walking out of the Grammys while they were playing. It was pretty disrespectful for getting like album of the year. They had a dress code that one tour. I know that pissed a lot of people off, where they wanted people to like dress formally. Oh my God. I think they're good though. I feel like they're of their era. Like they're one of the best indie bands they of the 2000s. That just made me fucking hate them, I think. <laughs> but sorry, you just I told me about that. the dress code thing. <laughs> I was thinking about that. <laughs> that's so dumb, dude. No wonder that's, that's what happened. That's, that's some wasn't fucking required. classist bullshit. <laughs> it was requested. Fucking Canadian. No. Classist bullshit. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> they're just weird people <laughs> so we've talked about this before who do you think like people are going to look back as the band of the 2000s does arcade fire get a slot in that conversation the or killers really band it? of the 2000s yeah the when killers. i saw this artist. The, when we'll i saw artist, this so yeah the killers the, killers killers probably yeah nobody acknowledged me <laughs> we gotta get like a hand raising system too along with our agathas like a yes yes <laughs> Go on, Max. You had a point? No. <laughs> no? If my interjection is going to get a point across. we got to talk about the killers Go now. ahead. What, elaborate. <laughs> Who are they? Expand the, on the killers. Mr. Brightside. Is you that had, the vocalist? Is he, does he play harmonica? What does he do in the band? That's the same the song. That that's the one of their songs? Yeah, Mr. Brightside. Uh, smile like you mean it. I don't know. What, what's Google say is the biggest band of the 2000s? They had a run in the 2000s. I don't care what Google the says. Killers. I'm asking. I want to see... 
If I'm onto something, Max, what do you think? I was, just, I was trying to remember who the killers were. Well, <laughs> I was thinking about it earlier, and the only people that came to mind were like hip hop artists of the 2000s. Yeah. Because when I was in middle school, turn on MTV. Right. And all I would see is like Missy Elliott. Yeah. And Jay Z <laughs> and DMX. Second time he's come on. Um, who else? Linkin Park. I would say Linkin Park deserves to be in yeah. there. Yeah. Like they kind of mm. helped guide new metal away from just stealing rap tropes and actually like progressing yeah. it into rock music for mm-hmm. sure trapped too no what um, about puddle of mud puddle of mud no <laughs> now we're getting real i love puddle mud have you seen that there was like a more recent video of them covering nirvana i think oh, God. it was really bad you ever mind nirvana <laughs> puddle mud hot take yeah we don't want to go into that again you got really Agatha. Mad you can't nope <laughs> damn it i've got mine i can use it if i need to i think All the right, white I'll stripes deserve to be in there i agree they just didn't mm-hmm. get like as big as like you would call like a man of the decade getting right probably not about like maroon five did someone say them yet <laughs> there we go that's actually super good <laughs> Were they the 2000s or was that oh, the yeah. teens? What about the Black Eyed Peas? love has taken its toll <laughs> on me. Isn't that them? Yeah, yep. that's Outcast. That's where Big Boy's oh, from. I never Outcast. got back to your answer. You didn't. Big Boy is one half of Outcast. Okay. But when he comes and plays here, he can't play any Outcast songs because Andre 3000 wrote them all. Except for the one half of Speaker Box that Big Boy did. So he'll play, what is that? I Like the Way You Move? I like fucking the know. way you move. Let me see this bow, list. Bow. Outcast, Eminem, Coldplay. Mm. Coldplay is actually kind of Kanye, U2. That's fucking the dumbest shit. Just because they uploaded that fucking record onto everybody's iPod. (laughs) System of a Down. It's tough. Because, like, we, every time we come up with a new one, I'm like, oh, that should be the one. What about, like, uh, like the emo shit sort of game? Like, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, they've got to be 2000s. They're 2000s. We just need they to read have, off yeah, that. Consistent hits. When We Were Young Fest poster. That's all the 2000s. My Chem, Paramore. What about I, Dave? Dave? <laughs> Dave, bro. He is oh, 28. There we go. Dave's on the list. <laughs> Dream Theater? Get that off of there. That's stupid. <laughs> Brands Ferdinand. What is this list? Because of their one hit. Oh my God. Ugh. Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes deserves to be. Might in as well there. put Modest Mouse mm, on there then for off one hit. Modest Mouse is not the same as Franz Ferdinand. I'm That's just saying. So rude. What about the postal service? <laughs> Death Cab? I, I was going to say, those yeah. two go hand in hand with me. Death Cab, Dashboard. Right. Ew. Oh, fucking. Did we say Fallout Boy yet? No. Um, they probably actually have a case, unfortunately. Fallout Boy? Fuck yeah. They put out consistent, the really big songs in the 2000s. Fallout Boy. <laughs> Sugar, we're going down. Yeah. I know they had that one, but. That, there was another one. I forget the name of it. I'm on fire. That song was awful. <laughs> Shit. Or is that Imagine Dragons? I no. Get... <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Imagine Dragons could be like 2010s. That's yeah. Unfortunately, that probably is like the best option. No. no. For 10s? Best option is, is in like, not like the best, but I think it would make the most sense to me. To encapsulate hmm. the 2010s would be Imagine Dragons. Yeah, they're not everywhere. Just... And then people try to emulate that sound. What about Post Malone? I would say Kanye and Kendrick are the 10s. I thought Kanye was bigger before the 10s. I mean, he was in the 2000s. I guess he became like Ego Monster in the 10s. Yeah, I get, I'm sorry, guys. I'm like very heavily focused on like rock. rock. Yeah. Yeah, 10s, yeah. rock, I don't know. Black Keys, maybe. <laughs> That's a good one, too. But they were short-lived, too. It was like, yeah. Imagine Dragons is still in like every fucking minivan going to soccer practice. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying it's a, it's a true thing. Yeah. It is a true thing. All right. You want to do recommendations? Yeah. I after I listened to uh, your recommendations today, this band came on called No Trigger. Yeah. Super fucking good. Listen to them. Any record or song or? Yeah, Tycoon. What are they like? Um, Gainesville soundy. Oh yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Rough voice. I like that. I like pop punk bands have like rough voices. All right, Max, what do you got? I'll recommend the new season of Atlanta. I got caught up on that show very quickly. It was one of those things where like throughout the day, I would think, oh yeah, I've got Atlanta (laughs) to watch tonight. You know, when you're like thinking, what am I going to watch tonight? (laughs) And then you actually know what that is and you're excited to watch it. That's a really good feeling. It rarely (laughs) happens for me, but Atlanta did that for me. That's badass. For for a couple weeks. So that was cool. And I'm enjoying the new season of that. Is the four-year gap between season two and three noticeable? Or is since you watched it all together, it was pretty seamless? Seems fine to me. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. It seems like Donald Glover, the creator, seemed kind of like he was prepared for criticism of this season. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not on Twitter. I don't know if that's actually happening or not. But Yeah. He's... Like, <laughs> I've, like I can see how it's different in some ways from the earlier ones but it still feels like a very good show to me so yeah so far i'm enjoying it is he still making music i think he said he was done but now he's like i'm working on the best stuff of my career yeah you know how it goes but yeah i'm enjoying that a lot i'm very fickle with tv shows like i think was it last time i recommended tokyo vice yeah redacted (laughs) retracted take it off your dvr record over that on your vcr tape uh, you don't need to watch Tokyo Vice. <laughs> what happened? I just got really boring. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I have a very finite amount of attention I can give to cop shows. And I'm mm-hmm. saving it right now for that Andrew Garfield show, that <laughs> Under the Banner of Heaven. I think that looks pretty good. And then uh, David Simon, the uh, creator of The Wire, has a new show coming out called We Own the City. I think he collaborated with the same reporter that he d- made The Wire with. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, I got into Tokyo Vice because Michael Mann's name was attached to it and uh, he directed the first episode and stuff. It started off interesting and having a good setup. I've definitely realized that I don't like Ansel Elgort over the course (laughs) of the series. I don't think he's a very charismatic performer. I don't think he's someone that can carry a series. The series isn't really asking him to carry it, but when he shows up, I'm not interested in this person. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. It's another series you bailed on. Yeah. One more episode. So I think this one, I'll I'll just go ahead and watch the last episode. Oh, there's only one left? Yeah. Yeah. What are your suggestions, Ryan? Yeah, what do you got? I'm recommending... Agatha. (laughs) 